During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. <laughs> what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday january 3rd 2023 i'm one of your hosts ransom alongside forbes 30 under 30 aka the future class of gaming aka the okay beast blessing Okay junior what's up ransom and nothing much man how you doing i'm, I'm doing pretty good me and you are dressed for very different seasons I, you know, we have heat in the office now, so the heat is in the office now. Hey, is it? Is this the heat? It, no, it's not on yet. Okay, I was going to say. Nick, is, Nick turns it on when he gets here because he's the dad. Mm -hmm. you know, he walks over there and does one of I, these. I also little... get scared in the studio of, like, having the heat on for too long. I don't think the studio, yeah, needs the heat. It's out there, right? You know, you oh, get limber yeah. out there, and then you come in here, and then we generate the heat. Pa, 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 you know? What, what made you laugh? What, what was it? Was it the fate to black? It was. So, yeah, on our end, like, you know, before we go live, all right, the gym's not working right now, but we don't need it. I'm like, oh, of course not. And so it goes, he's like, all right, three, two, one. And then the video played with no sound. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. He's not stopping. So the audience hears it. And then I'm like, it seems like it's extremely long today without the sound. Yeah. And it just went to black rather the, than uh, cut The, the auto, uh, the, uh, you know, we automate everything when we have yeah. intros. The timing for it was still the holiday intro. Which, sure, which sure, sure, sure. longer, so. No, I'm not, you know, and obviously I'm not giving you shit, Bear. It's just that thing of, you know, you're, it's, <laughs> know. it's always like waiting for the gunshot to go off at the start of a race. Yeah. So you don't want that misfire. And you're on your toes. So when it was like a, like a tad bit too long, I'm sitting here like, all right, is this going to be a redo? And it cuts to us and it's like, oh no, we're on, we're on, we're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great way to start 2023 with a brand new episode of Games Daily. Uh, Blessing, how was your break? Break was good. Break was yeah. really fun. Uh, I had original plans to fly to Houston to visit my sister, hang out my sister, uh, and didn't end up doing that because I looked at flight prices and ah. they were off the chain. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like at the end of the day, I'm glad I didn't do that because of all the the flight troubles that people were going through uh, during like that season. That sure. I would have been. Would you have been on during. Southwest? I no, I would not have gone uh, Southwest. But even like my roommate uh, Michael Hyam, he was supposed to fly to San Diego, and he did. I forget his um uh, the uh, flight Sorry. he was doing, but. His flight got canceled too, uh, and so like it was happening across different airlines. So I was like, when I, when that was happening, I was like, all right, maybe it's a good thing that I, I'm not going uh, to Houston. That said, had a really good time here, hung out with friends, yep. uh, had a fun Christmas, had a fun New Year's. We had Korean barbecue together. We did have Korean barbecue together, and let me tell you, that Korean barbecue place, uh, uh, Alyssa was saying that that was her favorite Korean barbecue place, which, which I was, was like, it? what's it called, Barrett? Han Il Kwan. Okay. Han Il Kwan. Okay. And I was like, all right. We'll see about that. We're yeah, going to see yeah, how good yeah. this place is. That place was fire. Yeah. That place is awesome. Okay. Yeah. She, knows, she knows her food. Yeah. So that, was, that was fantastic. Uh, there was one day where it flooded <laughs> yeah. in my yeah, neighborhood, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I showed you pictures. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like that. 
where thank God we me and Michael live on the top floor of our building, but like we look out our, our window and cars are literally like submerged in water. And I was like, I don't know, man, this seems dangerous. <laughs> this seems like a pretty scary situation to be in. Uh and that was kind of anxiety inducing, but at by the end of the day, the flooding was gone. Uh and we were good, we were safe. Uh but yeah, no, that was it was a pretty it was a pretty roller coaster of, of a break, but I had a good time. Good. I had a good break. What about you? How was your break? I had a great break. Yeah, you know, got a dog. We got Cole the new the new wiener dog. Yeah, Ben's got a dog now. Uh, had you and a bunch of people over for Christmas Eve dinner. That was a lot of fun. Jen cooked her uh, ass off. You know what I mean. Made a whole bunch of great food. Made prime rib. Killed it. Uh, and then yeah, I was you know chilling out, hanging out with the fam. Right. It was one giant extended weekend. I did a Gregway yesterday about it, talking about it because I didn't do any Gregways during the break, pretty much. And I said I would. I was gonna say. Was I said I would. And I said I would stack them up and I would do it. So they, I didn't. What happened is you know there's ten days. You know Monday through Friday or whatever. And so. I missed the first Monday, but I did two on Tuesday of the Christmas week. You know what I mean? Leading into Christmas. And then, yeah, I didn't do any. And so then I just put up a 45 or 50-minute Gregway yesterday. Of like, here's the – making up for it. Here's a long Gregway. But I explained it was like, you know, an interesting thing of, you know, uh, Monday through Friday I think is such an interesting balance of, in segmenting my day between work Greg and home Greg or whatever. And then to be home, especially for the first year where, like, you know, Ben is a – person he's moving he's walking he's talking right he's not like last christmas you look at photos and he was just he's a yeah. banana slug he just lays there right you could do whatever you wanted this christmas was like all right cool like we're taking care of him and making memories with him and doing all these things so i didn't have the time to go record gregways like i thought it would you know in the past yeah i uh got to watch ben eat spaghetti yes you did and that was a fantastic experience sure he that spaghetti got all over yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> eventually, gets all over the eventually gets in his face eventually gets in his face but it does it doesn't get, get there was it had a lot of detours yeah yeah and you want to know that was by far uh you know when you start the all right maybe we should ha- we're gonna have kids we're gonna get on this track you know blah blah and it maybe when i was like so anti-kids as you knew me so long on many a podcast right i think it was the spaghetti meal was always one that was like hmm yeah, no, can't do that. That's disgusting. You know what I mean? And it's still very fucking gross to me, but I power through when I let him do it. I mean, he made that spaghetti look appetizing. Like, as I watched well, me, that spaghetti, off, that's I was like, an insult to my wife's spaghetti. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> maybe, maybe Your Jen wife, made it look appetizing. Jen no. brought out some dog shit spaghetti, but this kid made it look good. No, this is the thing. I'm not a spaghetti person. Spaghetti really? Not, no, not really. Okay. Yeah, spaghetti's not really, it's never really been my thing. So like, now I'll, I want a heart stop and a side. I want a heart stop and a side. Mm-hmm. Is it. All pastas, or is it just literally like spaghetti? So He's bland. Anti-Italian. It, that's what it is. It, wow, it, racist. No, because pizza is one of my favorite foods. Uh, it is uh, most pastas. Okay. Uh, and again, it's not the thing where I like I dislike pastas. I just don't get excited for pastas. Sure. Like if somebody gave me a list of cuisines and we're like, "Hey, we're going to this restaurant, this restaurant, this restaurant," and he said like, "I don't know, I got Italian, Japanese." Like anything else, I'm probably yeah. American. I'm like uh, the other two. <laughs> Italian isn't my go-to, gotcha. which I know is probably sacrilege. But like you know, the, I'm not a spaghetti person. Seeing Ben eat the spaghetti, I was like, I can get you know what? This. I can get behind this. <laughs> I might be able to go for some spaghetti. Here's what right I'll now. tell you: is the next time the Mill Valley Pasta Man's doing lasagnas, mm. I'm gonna get you a lasagna. All right, and you okay. make that because that's that's incredible. Okay, okay. make okay. it the same appointment where he makes Andy his mac and cheese. The problem with the appointment, right, is that when he makes Andy mac and cheese here, it's going to have to be done on, like, a hot plate. That's, that's not, uh, you know, we don't have an oven here. Yeah. Nick was pinching pennies left and right. He's like, why would our office need an oven? I'm like, I don't know, Nick. Why do we need two bathrooms? I, I would have gladly sacrificed a bathroom for an oven over there. Oh, are you <laughs> are you ready to <laughs> fight Joey for that? I'm sure you can use that oven. <laughs> Dude, we were talking about the Kind of Funny podcast that's live right now. Like, you know, the they tried to put a shower in over there. Like in one of the bathrooms to have a shower, a shower in the bathroom, but the mm. city wouldn't allow it or whatever. And I was like, if there was a shower here, I would use it every fucking day. What does day. the city have every fucking the, day? The shower. I really want to know, like, I don't know. the break. You know how the zoning is about everything. It's all stupid. Stuff yeah. like that. It's all what danger is a shower? 
Did they, like, we have to have a lifeguard? <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn. Mm-hmm. Did you get any uh, any gifts for Christmas? Any fun stuff? Uh, cool. I, I mean, that was like the family gifts? gift. Not really. No, especially with Ben. Like, even before that with, you know, my family there, I was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Take care of yourselves. Do whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, now they send Ben stuff. And then, yeah, me and Jen are, you know, throughout the year, we just get what we need to get or get what we want, right? And I don't think there's, we're not much to the, we're not, I mean, you know, most of my, anything I would want is a video game. So yeah. it's pretty easy for me or a Proton Pack, and I pre-order those. So don't worry about that. Gotcha. So, yeah. What about you? Did you get any cool gifts? Uh, I mean, I got a couple. I got a, a shout out to Roger Corny. Him and Leanza got me uh, "Awaking My Love," which is one of Childish Gambino, Donald Glover's albums. Uh, I love that album, and sure. so love that. And then uh, <laughs> for a Secret Santa, I got from Yusef McGee. I got uh, Keena Brunson, Brunson's book. I don't okay. know if you watch Abbott Elementary or <clears throat> if you're familiar with Keena Brunson. No, she's like she used to be at BuzzFeed. She made like a lot of really funny uh, videos. <clears throat> Went on to write Abbott Elementary, which is like a very popular comedy show now. Uh, but she wrote a book called She Memes Well. And usually I'm not like, I'm not a big reader, but I saw that book and I was like, damn, I might wish list this because I like Keena Brunson. It, it looks interesting. And yeah, I, like when you said got it for me for Christmas, I looked at it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like yeah. I looked inside and I was like, the text is big. I'm going to read this. <laughs> this is going to be an easy read. So I'm, I'm all in for it. Have you started it yet? No, not yet. I, see, I, I, I'm trying to learn from past mistakes where I aspire to have the desire and time to read. And what happens inevitably is I'm at the airport. I don't want to play a game I've packed. I see an interesting book. I buy the book, right? And I read it on the plane. And I get, I don't know, you know, a quarter of the way through it, and then I put it down, and then I never go back to it when I'm back home with all my devices and life, things like that. So over, the, over this break, you know, the movie master, M. Night Shyamalan, put out this new trailer for a cat. I'm going to get this all wrong. Cabin at the End of the World, I think, is what the movie's called. But And I tweeted about how great it looked, and Batista looks great in it. And then somebody was like, it's based on this book. You should talk about that instead. But they changed the name of the book to Cabin or whatever. The chat's going to tell me all this in a second. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that book. And then I went, you know what? I'm not going to Amazon this. I'm going to walk my happy ass with Ben to the library. Wow. And I got it from the library. Wow. And I've had it like a week, and it's just Man, set on the shelf on Reddit. But I will get that. You're, you're taking him to the library now. Oh, dude. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about, you know, Ben. He's got two wake windows. And so on a weekend, you know, that's four activities. But when you got two full weeks with this kid, we're out there. We're, we're, do, we're, we're doing multiple playgrounds. We did three playgrounds in a day once. What? You know what I mean? God Come on. Damn. Three different playgrounds. Three different playgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going shopping, you know, at the stores. He's doing this. We're bopping over there. We're, having, we're walking through the toy stores. We're walking through. Uh, did you know that we went downsta- uh, downtown? That, that, downstairs. Uh, toys for Us is closed down? Yeah, I know. We went downtown to take our photos at Union Square, and then, of course, all the Macy's now have Toys R Us installations inside of them. And I've seen oh. a couple of these, and I'm like, they're they're okay, cool. You have a department. You, uh. Your toy department's branded Toys R Us, whatever. The one, and they probably don't have any more, but downtown in front of the Christmas tree, uh, they actually took over a standalone shop. So it was it was again like you know bare concrete floors. They clearly just took over an empty space. But it was like, all right, cool. I'm kind of in a Toys R Us again. That's neat. That's really cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, you were about to dunk on Toys R Us, but there it is. Jeffrey the oh, Draft. I have to visit Macy's now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we visit the top stories of the day? That include Starfield's reconfirmed for the first half of 2023, Nintendo reportedly canceled the Switch Pro, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about all here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you want to be a part of the show, write in with your burning conversations about the day's top stories 
at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Then head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can support us and get 38 exclusive bonus episodes of content each and every month. And, of course, you can get all the Kind of Funny Games content, all the Kind of Funny regular podcast content uh, up there. You can watch this record it live. You can get it ad-free. Uh, you can be part of the show. You can get posters. You can get all sorts of T-shirts and things. It's amazing. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However... If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, and you can listen on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Some housekeeping for you. Game of the Year is happening this Monday. We're going live right here on YouTube and Twitch at 10 a.m. Pacific with a live games cast counting down Kind of Funny's Game of the Year. You don't want to miss it. Janet, Paris are flying up here. They will be here. Mike will be here. We will have everybody out here, and we will run through uh, crowning the top 10 games, obviously, for Kind of Funny, but then our Game of the Year. We have all made our weighted ballots, our own personal top 10s. We have sent them to Barrett Courtney. Barrett knows who is one, and who was it, Barrett? It was Dying Light 2. Ah, the dark horse. Go, well, look surprised. Look surprised on Monday when we do that. Again, that will preempt. Uh, there will be no games daily that day. It will take our time slot. We'll probably go for quite a long time talking about all the games we loved from last year. And you can get that on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games Live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games Live. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games Later. And podcast services around the globe under the Gamescast podcast feed. But it'll be more fun if you come watch it live with us wherever you get your live programming. Uh, speaking of big events, we're doing a kind of funny day stream this Friday to kick off the year. That, of course, is happening on Twitch and YouTube right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. We'll go for quite some time, and we are celebrating eight years of kind of funny. I still feel like we're hungover from launching the spare bedroom, like launching the giant studio with the giant event and 24-hour stream, which we'll never do again. So this will be just a fun hangout. Hey, we made it eight years. Let's talk about what's going on, play some games, and hang out. It'll All be a good time. I scheduled a tweet this morning for tomorrow because uh, for some reason I thought today was going to be my my kind of funny anniversary. It turns out it's the fourth, not the third. Gotcha. Uh, but I scheduled a tweet that was I'm starting I'm starting my fourth year working at kind of funny, and I'm starting my sixth month <laughs> working in a kind of funny studio. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. It was the same thing when you sent me the the photos and the videos of your house flooded uh, over the uh, over the uh, break, mm-hmm. and I turned to Jen. I'm just like. We told this kid to move here. It would be great. <laughs> Tomorrow, you'll get away from the rains of Seattle. You'll get to hang out with us and go to yeah, parties. It never, it never flooded like that in Seattle. I yeah. never had to deal with, yeah. like, you know, oh, maybe my car's going to wash away in Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tomorrow's my four-year anniversary. I'll be here half of the lifetime of Kind of Funny. Wow. Does that feel wow. real? Does that feel real, Barrett? No. No? No. Because also half of that was COVID. You know, at home. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Well, well you know. Break you here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, remember, if you want to support us, of course, you can use the creator code Kind of Funny on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, on PlayStation, Xbox, wherever you're playing, and you can put in that Epic Creator code, maybe on your Switch. Go ahead and put in Kind of Funny. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. For number one story for 2023, that was a weird way to say it, we go to VGC where Andy Robinson writes, Bethesda reiterates Starfield will release in the first half of this year. Bethesda has reiterated it intends to release Xbox console-exclusive Starfield during the first half of the year. The statement was made on a newly launched support site for the Todd Howard RPG, which went live at the start of this month. 
Quote, Starfield arrives exclusively on Xbox Series X and S and PC in the first half of 2023, it states. Starfield will also release a piece for PC and cloud streaming. Speaking with Lex Friedman, um, speaking with the Lex Friedman podcast last year, Todd Howard claimed the decision to delay the game from last year was a tough one, quote, but the right thing to do. And that Bethesda was working with, quote, the top engineers at Xbox to make the game sing on consoles. Blessing, Greg, Todd Howard. Not a big man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but do you believe this story as far as you can throw Todd Howard? That's my question oh, for you right Oh, do I now. believe it? First half of this year for Starfield, is it happening? Uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I think, there's a, I think there's a very good chance that this actually hits the first half of this year. I think there's also a, a decent chance that it ends up delaying. But I'm like 50-50, maybe 60-40 on it. Uh, coming out in the first half. I think at the very least it comes out in 2023. Right? Sure. Like I'd, okay. be, I'd be shocked to see it go to, to 2024. Um, the, this story actually gets me excited for the idea of, man, we're really in 2023. Yeah. Like, we really get to start the next conversation, right? Like no more is it about the Elden Rings and the God of War Ragnaroks. Now it's about, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2s, the Starfields, the Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And honestly, I was thinking about this this morning as I was uh, putting together the show. I... Is this the first year in a very long time where it feels like each of the three big console manufacturers oh. have probably a likely game of the year contender? I would, I mean, yeah, I, with doing no research off the cuff, I would say, yeah, right, because it is that Xbox has been so devoid for yeah. so long, right, of that. And, I mean, granted, we're running on hype, so I of guess course. you could point back to like a Halo Infinite year where it's like when that was getting ready to launch or Many times it was getting ready to yeah. launch. And like, oh, also, that's going to be game of the year contender. And I don't want to discount the idea that like any of these games can come out and not be hit. turds. Yeah, oh my God. like you know, Starfield could easily come what do you, out. I mean, and be I, Cyberpunk. To jump into it, and as we watch this, where are you at with Starfield? Are you excited for Starfield? I, I'm, I'm very excited just based off of pedigree, who, who I am, uh, and the games that I like. Yeah, right. Where, funny enough, watching that. Uh, non-E3 trailer, well, it was the Summer Game Fest trailer, the Xbox showcase that they did sure. back in June. Sure. The uh, gameplay trailer they showed that was like 15 minutes of gameplay or whatever, I remember not being as excited about it um, and as impressed by the gameplay. And I think part of that is it looks like more of Bethesda, right? Yeah. Which I like Bethesda a lot, right? But the innovations, I feel like, aren't coming through, didn't come through as much in this gameplay trailer. Um, and then also, you know, they got into some of the nitty-gritty of, like, uh, uh, like some of the survival aspects, right? Like there seems to be like some No Man's Sky DNA going on in Starfield in ways that don't necessarily excite me because I'm not that kind of player. I'm sure. here for the story. I'm here for the expo exploration. Uh, that said, yeah, when you talk about the pedigree of who Bethesda is, you're talking about games like Fallout 3. You're talking about games like Skyrim. Sure. Uh, and Fallout 3 for me is one of my favorite Hell RPGs yeah. ever. Hell yeah. Skyrim is a game that a lot of people love, right? Like that was a monumental. <laughs> I like a, a nice way to say you didn't like it, but I, a lot of people like, love I, it. I, I, I liked it as much as I like a fantasy RPG. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a game that so many people look to. That was a monumental release. And it's been a while since we've gotten one of those from Bethesda, right? 2015, we got Fallout 4. And again, Fallout 4 is another one that I, I really, really enjoy. But I don't think that was as monumental of a release as I'd say Skyrim or even Fallout 3 were. Um, and so it's been a while since we've gotten one of those, and I think there's a chance that Starfield could be one of those. And if it is one of those, that's going to be really big, and that's going to be really huge. But I think that's the one where there's, there's the most range for it to be absolutely incredible game of the year to it being, oh, man, why is this so buggy? Oh, man, yeah. why is this not hitting the way sure, that we sure, thought it was sure, going to sure, hit? Sure. Um, but I'm excited for it. What about you? I'm, I'm in a similar place 
based on the like I watch I we've watched this demo obviously that we're seeing play right now. This is the Summer Game Fest one, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you very much. And I'm with you that what I look at and when I see it play, I'm not like, oh my god, I got I can't fucking wait. I look at it, I'm like, oh, it, it is a lot like No Man's Sky. Oh, okay, it is very sh- shootery and yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm with you of, I'm excited because I love Fallout so much. And so the idea of, hey, here's a third pillar in what is the Bethesda Todd Howard RPG kind of world, right? It's, again, the pedigree and the history that makes me go, all right, well, it, it looks pretty. It looks detailed. Mm. I'm excited to get in there and see what the world is actually going on and what the story is and where we're at with it and blah, 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 blah. But nothing about the gameplay has made me go, oh, I can't wait. I need to play that. But again, we're getting a, whatever this was, a nine minutes bear, 10 minute gl- glimpse at what is going to be theoretically a 60, you know, 100 hour RPG. Yeah, you know what I mean? Somewhere in there. So it's like, I'm excited because yes, I like Bethesda RPGs. And so that makes me go, okay, cool. I'll probably enjoy this, but it does look not generic, but it doesn't look, I think it's, Skyrim, I, even though it's not my jam, pops and you're like that looks unique i don't think they've showed the wow factor fallout you look at like oh this is so cool i'm walking through you know old boston i'm walking through old maryland or whatever you know what i mean like this isn't cool like this just looks like oh okay it looks like a less stylized no man's sky it looks like a less vibrant mass effect there as we fly around like and i mean these are you know just literally passing the window uh, dressings and saying something it, nothing about it makes me go oh, fuck yeah that's what i need but i'm I, i'm still excited for it yeah yeah i think we're still in the waiting phase of finding out more about it and what the actual like what's going to be the magic of this game what's going to be the thing that sticks out about it that makes us go oh snap all right this is the secret sauce here and i think there's a good chance that that could be just the writing of story and how they go about factions and how they go about letting you choose which factions you want to side with right like that's always the thing in the bethesda games is they do a pretty good job of making of making you look at the brother the, the brotherhood of steel versus another faction and going oh damn like i like these guys but also oh man i can side with the super mutants this time yep, oh shit yep, like, yep, yep, yep. you know who, who do i want to go with i'm sure starfield is going to be filled with all types of that and they've talked about it right in, sure. in their sit downs talking about their vision for starfield and what they're working on for starfield but that's my whole thing where it's like with all due respect to them right like i'm sick of talking about starfield of course yeah. i want to play it i want to see it i want to go and experience which is a good place to be in i am cautiously optimistic I am not hyped. I am not. I cannot wait. I hope by the time we get there, they've dropped a couple trailers or whatever that have made me go, oh, fuck, I can't wait. But, and that's also the thing of being in this weird spot of like, cool, it's coming the, fir- you know, the next six months. Do you believe it's coming in the next six months? Might as well. Like, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like, it's one of the things where both Bethesda and Xbox understand how much hinges on Starfield, right? Hmm. For Bethesda, it's the reputation after taking some hits here with Fallout 76, right? And uh, where they've been. Uh, then, of course, for Xbox, it's trying to, you know, justify all these purchases and also justify exclusives like you're talking about. Like, is this the first year they've all had a game of the year contender? Like, again, just based on hype, you hope so, because, is, you know, we just had an X cast from Mike, right? Of like, there's never been a game of the year yeah. <laughs> for Xbox at uh, Game Awards, right? Like, Xbox needs to have some fucking games. You hope Redfall is going to be great. You hope this is going to be great. You hope these are all things where like, oh, fuck xbox is there and competing in a way they were during that 360 generation that we just did not see really since then yeah and earlier in chat there was somebody that asked like you know what what is blessing looking at in terms of the bar for success for starfield sure. and i think this is a very interesting release for that exact reason that you're, that you're talking about in terms of this isn't just a bethesda game anymore right this isn't just a oh man this is the next step of bethesda game studios and then putting out a big rpg that's gonna sell well and do all these things it's like no now this is an xbox first party game 
uh, there was an interview with Todd Howard not too long ago where he was talking about like, yeah, like, you know, it was our first first party game like this, right, for a console. And now it's not just about us. It's about selling consoles and like in theory selling xbox game pass i think that has to go into it and i think what also has to go into it is the fact that yeah like there's a lot more weight on your shoulders because i think now a lot of people i would say everybody should be looking at starfield as okay this is the next tentpole for xbox right in the way that you look at halo as a oh okay everybody pay attention this is this game means something for how well this platform is going to do, right? This game is going to help define this platform at least this year for this platform, maybe even the next next couple of years. Starfield has to do that, right? I think Starfield has to come out and be the best Xbox game this year, and has to be one of the best games of the year for Xbox to go. Hey, look at our portfolio. We have one of these, right? Like you look at PlayStation and the last few years, they have had God of Wars, they've yeah. had Lastus Part Twos, right? There's always some game from PlayStation Studios that is oh man, all right, this is one of the best of the year. I think Starfield has to, has to be that for Xbox. Sure. And I, I mean, above all that too, right? Like, and I saw it in the early part of the chat going on, right? Like, it's got to be better than Outer Worlds, right? Like, you figure we, they, oh, this yeah. is another Xbox-owned space RPG that, you know, is the people who made uh, Fallout New Vegas and broke off in Obsidian, obviously, and uh, doing all these great things. Like, it needs to come out and be able to beat that, which is a beloved... Uh, space rpg right it was smaller because they're a smaller studio but what will starfield look like we'll have to wait and see yeah. uh, however i do have a question and breaking news in the same vein of this bethesda information over on twitter code cwa which is the campaign to organize digital employees in the tech games in digital industries uh tweets breaking zenimax workers uh won their election making them the first official bargaining unit of microsoft and the largest certified video game studio union in the u.s the company has formally recognized the union with cwa union historic win what a way to start 2023 so wow. breaking news there we'll have more i'm sure to report as reports rolling throughout the day but of course zenimax the parent umbrella right that's also owned by xbox but that includes bethesda game studios zenimax online it's software arcade studios machine games tango Gameworks, alpha dog games roundhouse studios apparently those workers uh their twitter by the workers of zenimax unionizing for better jobs uh and a better video game industry that apparently has happened so congratulations yeah. to them and you got on microsoft Beth for immediately recognizing bethesda the studio under bethesda the publisher under zenimax the parent company under xbox the game company <laughs> under, under microsoft the parent company <laughs> uh under the u.s government cameron wrote in to kind of funny.com slash kfgd just like you should and do each and every day saying knowing the releases in the first half of the year thus far hogwarts legacy jedi survivor suicide squad and some second half releases spider-man 2 do you all expect the first half to pop off harder than the second half of 2023 by the way january 3rd is my 21st birthday any rec recommendations alcohol alcohol yeah, alcohol yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I you know, I like a good beer, like I like a good hazy IPA. But yeah. I don't think you could just jump into that and enjoy that. Same like with like martini. Yeah, the first martini I ever had when I, I I was like, I'm gonna drink martinis. We went to France. We were you know underage in America, not in France. Went there then I was like, I'll get a martini. I drank. I was, this is rubbing alcohol, and I hit it. Like I didn't want. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, mean. I feel like a cocktail would be starting off pretty strong. Yeah, cocktail. I, see, just do shots. Find, find, find a cocktail where you see the ingredients and it makes you go, Ooh, that sounds tasty. What Barrett said. Yeah. Or make a paint can. I digress. No, don't make a don't paint do can. That. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Cameron, do you want to live? Do you want to be a man or a mouse? <laughs> All right, make a goddamn My, paint can and send me a photo. When I heard, when I turned twenty one, uh, I drank like I was a Red's Apple Ale. It was some cheap cider. Yeah. And honestly, that was a great way to do it. Sure. Tastes great. Oh, Mike's hard. Mike's hard lemonade. If you want to just you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I digress. Back into this. Uh, do you think the first half of the year is going to pop off more than the second half? Oh, Greg, I turned to Blessing's super fun game release oh calendar, God. 2023, which was posted yesterday. I want to January second. I, I do want to compliment you on something. I talk what about up? all the time how great you dress. I talk about how great you are to host with, and how far you've come, and how proud of you I am. Thank you. I also applaud your commitment to this game release calendar, where it was like <laughs> when you first did, I was like, "This is like whatever." It's and then you kept updating it and doing, it, and you made it a thing to the point that I opened Instagram yesterday and I follow all the hashtags related to kind of funny. And somebody had made you like a graphic oh, yeah. for this. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! All right, well, this is an official I, fucking thing now. <laughs> and like this, this fucking Google Doc that I take screenshots of has way more likes than it should like it's about to get a thousand likes on twitter and i like i just tweeted it out yesterday and so shout out to y'all the blessing super fun game release calendar army the cbs <laughs> receipt of games uh but as i look through it right like we're in in terms of big releases we're talking about in january first spoken dead space right in february we're talking about hogwarts legacy we're talking about playstation vr 2 we're talking about horizon call of the mountain you move on, you move into march right when we're getting uh star wars Shy survivor skull and bones we're getting wool long <laughs> Somebody's gonna like that. Somebody wants to play that. Uh, well, Long Fallen Dynasty, Resident Evil 4 Remake, right? And then you move into April. Well, uh, you're gonna skip over Crime Boss Rock A City? You're right. Uh, Crime Boss Rock A City. Well, I mean, how can I forget? Uh, has oh, is that, that, is that the one from the Game Awards with Michael Madsen and all yes. that? Yes. That thing's gonna be a train wreck, and I can't wait to play it. Oh, uh, you think it's gonna be a train wreck? Yeah, yeah, I do. Bless you. Yeah, I do. I don't think it's gonna be great, but I think it'll be a fun stream. Uh, in April, of course, we get if you count movies, right? The Super Mario Brothers movie, which we don't have to count, but uh, that Horizon Forbidden West, the DLC, The Burning Shores, Dead Island Two, then May uh, being Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Suicide Squad, June being Street Fighter Six, Diablo Four, and Final Fantasy uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. I it, it's tough for me to imagine a second half of the year that stands up to that oh you know assuming everything hits because there's an easy chance that any and like half of this stuff can get delayed to the of course half. yeah but if everything here sticks to its date a second half of the year that is comparative to that first half oh man that's like one of the best years in gaming right 100 percent. Yeah, 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 yeah do you 100%. think any game in the second half of the year makes our top 10 list for next year just looking at how strong this Wait, for next year or this year for for 2023 our top mm. 10 games list of Thank 2023 you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, fuck yeah. It has yeah. to. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. For oh, yeah. sure. You're right. Uh, maybe Spider-Man 2 sucks. Who knows? Oh, impossible. Man. They got Venom. Or maybe it gets delayed. Impossible. Get that shit out of here, Barrett. Trading half <laughs> these games for Spider-Man 2. Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a question mark. I think that could easily be 2024. But if that, if that hits 2023, I think that's going to be up there for us. Um, Cocoon. I don't know if you remember Cocoon. That was a game that I want to say was at Xbox's showcase. I it's, don't remember Cocoon. Uh, some of the people behind uh, like Limbo and Inside from that studio. Okay. Split yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the gameplay for Cocoon looks incredible. Um, it's one that I think me, Andy, maybe Tim like lit up for when when uh, they showed that off. So I think that could possibly be in the conversation. There's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with that one. I'm not an Avatar person. Um, no one knows where they're at with that one. Barely Ubisoft knows where they're at with that one. Either. I don't like this. This is gross. This is cocoon. This, this is cocoon. Jesus, that is no. Wait, wait till you see now the you're a cute play. little guy. Now you're, yeah, yeah, now you're a cute little guy. Fucking ball vagina. And this cute little indie stylized oh, girl. I remember this. I remember this. Solving some puzzles. And the visual, oh man, the, the visual presentation of this one. This game looking cute. Looks cool. <laughs> 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 
but yeah, like I, I, I think there's some chances for the for the second half of the year to uh, surprise us. But at the very least, right? I think games like Marvel Spider-Man Two, uh, and maybe Final Fantasy, right, could will come through and uh, carry the second half. There's also games like Liza P, which that's supposed to come out in 2023. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, Who yeah. knows if that actually comes out? But there's that. There's Alan Wake Two. I, I won't believe Silk Song. <laughs> well, 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 if we remember, Silk Song was part of the Xbox Showcase last year, and they said all those games presented would come out in the next twelve months. So Silk Song, that's what's in the first half. half of this year. Uh, Bear, do you know what almost came out but didn't come out in favor of the Switch Two? The Nintendo Switch Pro. We go Aww. to Paul Tassie at Forbes for number two on the Roper Report. Nintendo reportedly canceled the Switch Pro in favor of the Switch Two. A weird thing happened this past year when Nintendo announced that new Switch hardware would be coming to the market. The main draw was a new OLED screen, and upon further examination, it was clear there was no actual power upgrades in the new unit, despite previous rumors that some were coming. Well, we may have a clearer picture of what happened now and what's going to be happening in the future. According to G Digital Foundry, Nintendo was planning on doing a mid-gen Switch upgrade that everyone had been calling the Switch Pro. However, those plans were ultimately scrapped and work instead shifted towards the next generation Switch successor instead, which most would, be call most would call the Switch 2. Digital Foundry goes on to say that no, we should not expect the new Switch in 2023, and that Nintendo is somewhat concerned about the launch of a follow-up system given what happened between the massively successful Wii and the disastrous Wii U. They don't want to replicate that situation. It's somewhat easy to see how we arrived here. The Nintendo Switch continues to sell massively well despite lagging behind competitors in power, where in some cases, it's pretty much two full generations behind now. But the system and software are so good, it simply doesn't matter. So why waste time and resources on a partial upgrade when everyone is perfectly content buying the original? Blessing. Craig. Do you worry? I mean, there, obviously, this makes sense. We've talked. We, we, the Switch Pro rumors was kicked around for so long, so long, so long before the OLED Switch popped. And everybody's like, "What?" What I find interesting is this paragraph talking about like Nintendo is concerned about the launch of a follow-up system, given what happened between the massively successful Wii and the disastrous Wii U. Is that would that be a concern for you? No, I understand why it's a concern for Nintendo, though. Yeah. Right, because like I think for them, the Wii U was. A moment where they go, oh shit, okay, we're not invincible. Like, the Wii is the most successful thing on the planet, and we're coming out with a sequel for it, and it fucking just fails, right? So I kind of understand the sentiment of, hey, let's be really careful. Like, let's be really vigilant on how we go about a Switch successor. That said, I I don't think they'll have much problems with a quote-unquote Switch 2 or a Switch Pro or whatever the successor is. As long as it just sticks to what the Switch is good at exactly. and it's more powerful. That's, right? I, I mean, I'm not in, obviously these are rumors and Digital Foundry talking, you know, what they've heard and stuff like that. But it's like to look at the Wii to the Wii U and worry about, oh man, a Switch to a Switch 2. I'm like, this is the, the, the lesson of the Wii U is easy, right? It's just like, just don't. It, it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Like, the Wii U was a weird one because the whole show, like, that E3, I'll never forget finishing that conference and being like, so, is it, a new, we were in the IGN war room, we're like, is it just the tablet? Is it, is that, is there a new, con like, we had a, like, there were so many follow-ups and it was such a weird presentation of it. If you were to come out and, first off, don't fucking call it the Switch 2, call it the Super Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come I mean, that, would, that would be hot. That would be so fucking hot, right? I don't think again, they're going to do that, though. What? Do you, do you think they're, they're going to call it the Super Switch or the Super Nintendo Switch? I wish they would. I don't think they would. Because I feel like that They'll almost, call it the Switch, I feel like even though, as gamers, we understand what that means because we know the Nintendo Super Nintendo, I feel like there is still that fear of, with the Wii U, it was, 
going back to again, the bad what Barbie a terrible thing. like what way to fuck what it a, up. What a terrible name, but I could see I could see parents going to the store and seeing a Super Nintendo Switch and going, okay, so it's just the Switch, but like, is it? Uh, yeah, is it you, that is much? It, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, if it is. And I don't know what it would be, but a bigger screen and more power and this, that, and the other, and it's doing 4K and it's da, 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 like if it if it is a market upgrade, I think it's going to look different enough. Yeah. Like I think that'd be the other thing is break out of the mold of like what we expect the Switch to be with the Joy Cons, whatever. I still have Joy Cons probably to play back backwards compatible. Of course, if they actually do that, I'm not even going. I'm not even betting that much, but I'm just saying like <laughs> I don't think you. I, I, should, I don't think you can fuck it up. And that's not what I'm saying. I just think it's harder to fuck up. It is this, way harder. What you've up. learned of like, especially with the adoption rate of the Switch, they've already shown that like every time you put out a new Switch, people will buy it, whether they have the Switch or don't have the Switch. So now if you're coming out and like, this is the new thing. There's exclusive games to it. There's all these cool. Here's the new Mario. Here's the new Mario Kart. Here's the new you know Animal Crossing. Here's the new Zelda. And even if these are promises, not even like, it's yeah. gonna fucking sell. I, I, I think my thing is you know just don't get, and this I, and it might be a tough tough ask for Nintendo is don't don't get too cute. Like, I know I've been playing a lot of FIFA, so I'm going to make a uh, soccer slash football reference of when you're in front of the goal and it's like, all right, it's, it's you and the keeper. And then you start like, you know, doing like uh, doing Cute tricks, little dribbles, doing little doing little dribbles, trying to like, oh, yeah. But what if I can like out dribble the, the goalkeeper? It's like, no, just shoot the shot. You just take the straight on shot. Right. Yeah. I think the problem with the Wii U is that nobody asked for the Wii U. They give you this tablet, this weird thing that like wasn't what we liked about the Wii, right, and wasn't, like, a straightforward thing. They gave us this thing that we didn't ask for, yeah. and it failed because of it. With the Switch 2, or whatever you call it, don't give us what we don't ask for. Everybody's asking for a more powerful Switch. Just give us a more powerful Switch. I think that's all you need to do, and sure. it'll be fine. Yeah, and again, like, this isn't rocket science. Like, you, we've seen how insane the Switch has sold, how insane the games have sold. So, yeah. It's a brand new Mario Kart for this brand new thing, and it's only playable there. Don't do the bridging between. Oh, it still plays on Switch, but there's a Switch Two version. Or no, no, no. Yeah. Just, we're, you don't believe. You believe in generations, and you're going this way, and this is how it's going to work. And it's going to be. And you give but, us a better UI and you know themes. Just themes. themes. God, just everybody themes. wants fucking themes. You know. So then, when do you think we get the next console for Nintendo? Because it sounds like now it's not anytime soon, right? Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for sure, is just going to be a Switch game. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is something we have to all reckon with. <laughs> As I, I, me, It'll Tim, I'm fine. I know the whole world doesn't agree, but like, I'm probably in the camp of people that I'm, now I'm, I'm tired of the, like, the Switch's current power. I would love the Switch to like, be more powerful. Uh, it, you know, it was fine in 2017. Now that we're, now that we have the Xbox Series X and the PS5. And the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck, going back and forth between those yeah. and the Switch, like playing, I know there was more problems with Pokemon more than the Switch, but I'd say the Switch is probably one of the problems with it, right? Like look, going back and playing that, going back and playing even things like Bayonetta or Xenoblade or um, No More Heroes, right? Games that are even great on the Switch, they're st they can still be an eyesore. Yeah. For me, that's no bueno in, in 2023. I think sooner than later, I'll love to see some kind of revision or iteration on 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 the console um but it seems like that's going to be more later <laughs> than sooner yeah you know i mean all we're going off of was what digital foundry has here right and as always i think it really comes down to when the switch stops selling when the switch yeah. isn't doing juggernaut numbers still and so that, there's no rush i think on nintendo's part right the switch does not sell based on oh man it needs to run the newest call of duty it needs to run the latest assassin's creed like that's not what the switch's bread and butter is it is mario it is, is switch experiences it is indies which you know for the most part run fine run well there and yeah they don't look as good as something we'd be playing on playstation 5 but the millions of people buying it generally don't care yeah 
So yeah, I don't know. I wish I could tell you better news, but I, I think it, yeah, it I mean, was, you're, yeah. That's the thing is like you're you're absolutely right, and I think the I forget if they hinted at it in the Digital Foundry article, but like I'm sure as Nintendo, you look at the numbers, you look at the fact that the Switch is still selling great, and you go no because we don't want to we don't want to release a new thing that's going to cut off the numbers of the thing that's still selling. Sure, let's take our time, let's bide our time, and wait for numbers to dip whatsoever to then go all right release the the new switch this was always the argument of when the wii u was out there tanking and not doing well of well you know when are nintendo gonna go and be a third-party publisher when am i gonna be able to play a classic mario on a playstation or xbox or your phone even you know what i mean and the argument always there was well you'll get that when they have to do that like that's a war chest of money whenever they want to flip that switch and do that thing like and this is i'm not saying anything about the digital games and third-party publishing i'm just saying it's the same argument here of like if there's no reason to rush out of Switch 2, why would you rush out of Switch 2? Sorry, bless. You have to keep playing eyesore games. Well, my t- I just want my Tears of the Kingdom to look magnificent. Do you have an OLED? It's going to look like Breath of the Wild. I do have an OLED. Mm. But like even on the OLED, I'm like, well, one, I'm, a, I'm more of a dock person than a handheld person. Um, but also, even on the OLED, those games don't look the best. They don't sing. They don't yeah, they're sing. They're pretty, though. What was, what was the last like Nintendo first-party game that you would say was like genuinely... Kirby. I guess. I oh, fuck I mean, off, it, I guess. The art style of Kirby was great, but yeah. like the, Kirby still looks like a PS3 game. Like a really great PS3 game, but like it still looks generations behind. Compared to other games that you're getting in 2022, mm. yeah, like Kirby doesn't look, look as great graphically and fidelity-wise. People say Xenoblade. Yeah, that was one of those things that, remember, we, I, I almost stopped you, but I don't, I'm not versed in it enough, but I remember when people were like, Pokemon runs like shit. Fuck the old Switch. And mm-hmm. pe- a lot of people like Imran were like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Like, Xenoblade looks amazing and runs great. So clearly this is a I mean, Game Freak problem. Xenoblade runs way better than Pokemon. And I'll say looks better than Pokemon. But like Xenoblade is still what I like. I would look toward other modern JRPGs and go, well, Tales of Arise looks better still. Right. Sure. And that's because of the hardware. And again, this isn't me being being like Xenoblade and Kirby look ugly and bad. Like, no, I think they look great. But I think they could look way better if they ran on more powerful hardware. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, you could look way better if you went to patreon.com slash kind of funny because over there, of course, you can get shirts and shit that you could wear and look great in and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's like exclusive t-shirts and stuff if you're in the, the highest tiers and yada, yada, blah, blah. I digress. Mainly on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You could go there and watch us record the other podcast live, all private. You could get it ad free. You, of course, get 38 bonus episodes of exclusive content we post monthly over there, including daily Gregways from me, Greg. But right now, what's most important is you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey's the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. And we're back. 
Number three on the Roper Report. A YouTuber, YouTuber? A YouTuber beats Nintendo after it tried nuking evidence of a canceled Zelda. This is Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku. Early in December 2022, Nintendo had a journalistic documentary about a failed 2004 pitch for Zelda Tactics game nuked from YouTube. Last week, however, Google's video sharing platform restored the project after seemingly failing to find any copyright infringement. It's the rare example of a content creator standing firm and getting a copyright takedown notice reversed. We won, YouTube channel Did You Know Gaming tweeted on December 28th. The Heroes of Hyrule video is back up, end quote. It added that YouTube confirmed the original copyright takedown notice was indeed from Nintendo and not an imposter, and that the video has received over 20,000 views in its first day back. The video was originally posted back in October and featured material from a failed Retro Studios pitch to make a Legend of Zelda tactic spinoff for the Nintendo DS called The Heroes of Hyrule. The video poured over the design goals and delved into why the studio, best known for, best known for Metroid Prime, was interested in making it in the first place, all based on an interview with the former developer behind the pitch. When Nintendo issued a copyright takedown notice against the video months later in December, Did You Know Gaming accused the beloved gaming company of censoring journalism and hurting efforts to, of preserving historical records. It told Kotaku it planned to defend the video on fair use grounds and that campaign now appears to have prevailed. Quote, when you counter a DMCA on YouTube, the company who DMCA'd you has 10 working days to show that they've taken legal action against you or the video is restored, tweeted Shane Gill, the owner of Did You Know Gaming. So, I spent the past two weeks checking my email to see if Nintendo was suing me, end quote. Nintendo was not suing, at least not yet. While that option still remains, the Mario Maker would now have to take the channel to court to get the video removed again, rather than simply relying on flexing YouTube's automatic copyright protection policies. Quote, their intent was to scrub this piece of journalistic work from the internet because they didn't like what it uncovered, Gil tweeted. Wow. Hooray, journalism! There you go. Uh, you know what I mean? Good on you, Digital you know Gaming. And again, it's always the Streisand effect with Nintendo. We don't like this thing, so we'll make it a bigger deal. We'll yeah. make this a bigger deal than it ever would have been it's before. Like, oh, there's a Metro 2 remake. Destroy it. And then all of a sudden, everybody knows about the Metro 2 remake. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad it got back up. It seems like a bunch of bullshit to take down. I understand Nintendo wanting to protect that because there are a bunch of weirdos about that kind of thing. But who fucking cares? A bunch of games get pitched never happen. And, and also, shout out to a YouTube channel and a journalistic outlet for winning this battle. Yeah. Because you, I, usually you don't hear about them winning. No, right. No, usually they're like, usually, oh man, don't. Nintendo's a big company with a lot more money than us. Right. It's cool they fought, right? Like, yeah. and again, like it, it, to be clear, like you know, YouTube dealing with DMCA's is often just a black hole of information, where you don't, you don't, you're not you're talking to a person usually about what's going on. It's usually file, you know, the automatic request and all the stuff, and then nothing happens. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Roger Picorni. Hello, Roger. How are you? Well, I'm great. Can you stand right here in the middle? While we were in break, they talked about your shirt, and I think Barrett said it's one of the worst shirts he's ever seen in his life. Is that Cloud Strife? Is that Cloud outside <laughs> of a McDonald's? Is that what this shirt is? Lianza, my girlfriend. Love your life. Don't, don't get choked <laughs> up. It's okay. <laughs> she, uh, she got this for me for Christmas. It was a last-minute thing. She saw it on an Instagram ad. And I fucking called I think it. it's a great shirt. It is a great shirt. Yeah. I, I asked where Roger got the shirt Yeah, during the ad break. And, and I said Instagram. Yeah. 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 It looks just like yeah, some kind of Facebook ad, Instagram ad shirt. Honestly, so, like, I dig it. I like this. It's oh, just it's my, only, my only complaint, because I love it, I love everything about it, is just the McDonald's is too dark. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, like, no, you have to, like, to it, though. if you strain your eyes, like, oh, he's parked outside. He's parked outside. Okay. He's parked outside of McDonald's. All right. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Good job. Thank Good you. Good stuff. 
Keep us posted with the cool shirts he you found. He was really year. excited about this shirt, too. Like, I saw him uh, walking into the studio, and he looked at me. He's like, I'm so excited to reveal this to everybody. Share, <laughs> share. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I'm wearing a great shirt, too. The, you know, Jurassic, oh, Jurassic World. World. This is, the is today Graphic Tee Day? Did I miss the memo? I don't, I don't Every that. day with Greg Miller's Graphic Tee Day. Did you get that from an Instagram ad? No, nah, I What's bought that? it. Oh, I bought it off Amazon when Andy was talking shit about it. I got a great tweet I've been cooking up, too. I need to go through it. Uh, what I want to do, basically, is uh, actually, chat, help me out. All right. Go find, you can just tweet this information to me. Chat be cool. Don't tweet it at Andy. Tweet the information to me, not Andy, okay? I need you to go through and tell me on what day we reviewed Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for in review and Andy was a bitch about it. Get me a good quote from that episode of Andy ragging on Fallen Kingdom and then give me like three or four natural disasters or atrocities that have happened since then. And I'm going to link it back to that that this happened because Andy didn't like Fallen Kingdom. You and me are oh. making content. We're making content oh, on the internet. Oh, no, Greg, do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here for that. <laughs> Chad, be cool. Don't tell him it's happening ahead of time. If you really want to go and you really want to make, like, a video, we can make, like, a 30-second ad spot we can play, too. You know what I mean? I'm just like, on December 14th, this kid fell off of a elephant and died. And, like, on November, <laughs> there was a tornado. And Not like the that. elephant kid. Did <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Like you know, how people are always trying to go back to. Oh man, the world sucks now because of Harambe. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Which, this is this is what we're gonna go. But like, to. to be fair, that's factual. It does check out. It does. That, check that out. argument checks the out. The math you on Harambe I mean? does check out. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Harambe. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, the Hitman games are being combined. This is, again, Andy Robinson at VGC. Hitman 3 is being rebranded and incorporating content from Hitman 1 and 2, developer IO Interactive has announced. From January 26th, yeah, okay. Hitman 3 will become Hitman World of Assassination and include access to Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 through the existing Access Pass system. Current Hitman 3 owners will get a free upgrade to Hitman World of Assassination on all platforms. Explaining the move, IO said it was, quote, drastically simplifying the purchase experience, end quote, for new players by making Hitman World of Assassination the single available option to start playing the series. Quote, essentially, these two changes mean that all new players and existing Hitman 3 owners will have the same base content ownership. There will be no more confusion over which edition to buy, what content you own, how to redeem legacy packs, or import locations, etc. We're done with that, end quote. For existing players, there will be some granular purchase options designed to allow them to purchase additional content packs without rebuying what they own. Finally, IO is removing the standalone Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 products from the sale on all platforms. Quote, if you already own these games, you'll still be able to access them in the exact same way you do today, it said. Of course, the majority of content included in these games remains playable through Hitman World of Assassination with all of the improvements that were introduced in Hitman 3 and quote. Hell I love yeah. Hitman. I do love Hitman. And I love like your great move. move. Yeah, this is an awesome move. I'm somebody who I played through all the, the modern Hitman games and... It's always kind of a hassle going through and, and mm. opening up Hitman 3 and going, all right, previous levels, are, do, do I have them? Do I not have them? Do I have, did I get the correct addition to then transfer the levels? Oh, do I have the levels down? It's always a hassle to figure out what content you have yeah. in the new Hitman game. And so I think the, the way they talk about it, it sounds like this is going to fix all of that. Uh, and so shout out to that. Also shout out to Roger Corny for buying Hitman 1 and 2 only a few days ago. <laughs> Literally yesterday. <laughs> Literally yesterday, uh, and got screwed over by this. And like, hey, you know, you play the game, and sometimes well, now he has all that content unlocked in World of Assassination or something, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. that works. That's good. He probably could have gotten it for way cheaper. This now, is but. interesting because you know I watched uh, the one, the only, the Glass Onion over the uh, break. 
And it reminded oh. me of the Hitman 3 Knives Out level. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I want to replay that at some point. You do it. Did you ever play through Hitman 3? I didn't roll credits, but I played three or four missions from it or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that game. I, I'm, I cannot wait to see what IO Interactive does next. Of course, they have, they've announced they're working on a James Bond. Uh, and that was, what, a year or two ago that they announced it? Yeah. Uh, and it was so, shortly after Hitman 3 came out. So yeah, was, and that was beginning that of 2020. Was 2021. So, yeah, that must have been yeah a couple years ago they, that they announced it. So we're maybe like a couple years away from getting that game, I have to imagine. Uh, I think that's very exciting. And then there are those rumors that they're working on some kind of like fantasy game that involved dragons or something. I don't know what that's supposed <laughs> to be, but like, sure, why not? At this point... IO Interactive can make whatever, and I'll pay attention to it because I think they're just so talented as a studio. So uh, go get them, IO. Uh, Andy Cortez is just pacing around the back of the studio. Is it, can we help you? What's wrong? What's up? This is hanging out. Oh, he's doing his Gamescast homework. We're doing Gamescast Live, patreon.com slash kindoffunny315 today. Andy was, had to come in here to think, I guess. I was, I was convinced you that we were going to start the Gamescast. Oh. Blessing was going to introduce the, the, the thing that we're doing today, and Andy was going to be like, Oh, when did we talk about this? <laughs> when did we talk? When did you guys hear about that? <laughs> Number five and final on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Fall Guys is getting new cosmetics. Now, this shit happens all the time, and we ignore it, but not today. Invincible, Omni-Man, and Adam Eve are flying into the Fall Guys store on the 5th of January. Save the date. I assure you I have, Fall Guys. I'm going to be playing as Mark Grayson when I platinum this game. I feel like they must have listened to you when Dude. when on stream you're like we're the good cosmetics in this. It game. must. Have, I mean, like, obviously it wasn't me, but it and I, obviously it's a no brainer. But it's kind of weird how like it was literally the week before they kicked off this thing. Like fuck you, every week we're gonna have a licensed uh, IP drop in Fall Guys. Invincible is a wild get, and it's 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 awesome. Like these cost these cosmetics look amazing, right? Like I yeah. can't. I I really actually I, I was gonna say I want the the invincible one. Then I was like, no, actually I want the Omni Man, Man one. But I'm like, oh man, I also want the yeah, Adam Eve one. I want them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the pack. Also, when is the next season of Invincible, Greg? Oof. They're, they they said they're gonna have. They're. Yeah, I think they said they're. I think they're having. Okay. I said I think they they're gonna have an update soon. Is what they said. Oh. It's not that they, it was like yeah they were gonna say here we'll go to the. Invincible but what if the kind. update? This is a trailer. The update is like, it's out year. now. It's yeah. out today. Invincible HQ had tweet. Well, they probably tweet a lot, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so December 16th, they said, so this is the last month we won't have a season two update for you. So this All month, right. they're supposed to update us on what's happening. If it doesn't happen, we get to go after Seth Rogen. But it's about time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does Fall Guys usually have, and like you can add Fortnite in here too. Are there usually like, mature shows slash properties that make their way in here. Yeah. Because, like, Fall Guys, I view as a kid's kids game, or at least, like, I guess it's in all ages. Doom you know, guy Family-friendly uh, game. Yeah, Doom there. Guy, Aliens, you figure, like, you know. That kind okay. Because, yeah. like, Invincible, I guess I just view Invincible on, like, as, like, on another level. Because sure. Doom Guy, what's the worst Doom Guy is doing? It's killing demons. Those demons probably deserved it. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, what, so, Aliens? It's still very graphic, though, you know? Yeah, but it's demon blood. <laughs> you know? Different from our human blood. Uh... I guess Alien is pretty violent. Invincible is like, that's like, that's violent, violent. What a show. That's a, what a property. Everybody read Invincible too, all right? Go read Invincible. I'm trying. All I'm I've saying is put the boys in Fall Guys. Uh, Love it. God. I can't wait for season two of Invincible, but blessing that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop video game shops. Where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each 
Every week, yeah. I was gonna compliment the eye contact and the confidence, and then there's just the little eye to the side. I'm like, wait, no. Remember the last part, real quick. Out today, Vampire Slayer: The Resurrection on Switch. Blacksmith Forger on Switch. Tuck Tuck Extreme Real Car Driving Simulator and Parking 2023 Car Games 3D Vehicle on Switch. There's a fucking winner. Let's go. <laughs> Barrett, give me the fucking trailer. <laughs> the 2023 tuck, tuck game of the year race Hero Ish on Switch. Uh, new dates for you. Pocket Car Jockey Ride On will debut on Apple Arcade January 20th. NVIDIA officially announces RTX 4070 Ti desktop graphics card. That's launching January 5th for $7.99. Now, I believe that Pocket Car Jockey Ride On is a new game. Or is it a port for the, from the 3DS game? I don't know. know. I'm watching Tuck Tuck Extreme Real Car Driving <laughs> Simulator Parking Car Simulator. So this is the Steam version. Sure. You're saying this is coming out to Switch? This is coming out to Switch today, y'all. Wow. Look at this. This looks like a... Um, power of the Switch, guys. A proto- <laughs> this looks like a prototype for an N64 game. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that big time. Uh, what else we got for you? Deals of the day from VGC. January's PlayStation Plus games are now available for download. As previously confirmed, uh, this month's PlayStation Plus essential titles are Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, Woo! Fallout 76, and Axiom Verge 2. Very nice. Oh. Uh, January free prime gaming titles are up. They include The Evil Within 2, Beat Cop, <laughs> Sir! Sir! Uh, Breath Edge. Uh, lawn Mowing Simulator. Uh, Chicken Police. Paint It Red. Uh, far Away 2 Jungle Escape. Mom Hid My Game. Oh, I remember that. That was a cute one. Remember that one? I don't know. It's, if like, I a do. little, it's like one of those little... I, it almost feels like WarioWare minigames. Like you pull back curtains to find your game or do whatever. It was is. there were, were there spinoffs yeah. of that game that were like Mom Hid My 3DS or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, that, sounds sounds about right. that sounds about right. Um... Why not? We have a question. Reader mail. Remember, you can write in kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Uh, the mayor of Toxin writes in. Wow. The mayor, the mayor himself. <laughs> kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, Final Fantasy VII, Super Mario 64, Halo Combat Evolved, Call of Duty 4, Fortnite, and Elden Ring are all examples of games that reinvented or outright created their respective genres. What game do you predict in the next 10 years? Will have an impact like those games in that we will be talking about it for decades to come as a key moment in gaming history. Wow. Are they predictable? I mean, when's what? the next Horizon coming up? Oh, Jesus. Because a week later, it's going to be one of these games. <laughs> I think that's the fun thing about it is that you can't predict them, right? Where it's like when you saw Mario 64, you're like, oh, shit, wait, this changes things. When we saw Tut Tut Adventure, we're like, oh, shit, that changes things. And, but Elden Ring was the same way. Fortnite, of course, you didn't think was going to change the world. You thought it was going to be dead on arrival, and yeah. then they just aped PUBG, and here we are. So it's like there was definitely going to be a, a game set shape and impact the ten next 10 years but i don't know if you can sit there and be like oh you know what like i, I look at starfield and i don't think starfield's gonna do it i think starfield is gonna be a, an open world rpg and i hope i have a great time with it but i don't think it's gonna reinvent the wheel on that yeah it's funny and it's difficult because yeah you know i look at i look at the next zelda tears of the kingdom and yeah. i don't i don't think that's gonna do it right breath of the wild for me i would say did do that you know when i played breath of the wild i was like damn this is going to influence a lot of games and guess what like there are there are plenty of games that were influenced by that for sure is Tears of the Kingdom just going to be more Breath of the Wild? Like, probably. And I don't know if that's going to have as as many ripple effects in terms of the direction of open world games or games in general. Um, but that's a difficult one, because who knows? Maybe there is some special sauce in there that, like, you know... We are ignoring off, the elephant in the room. Death Stranding, too. Oh, man. You know? You know? <laughs> the strange genre is really kicking off. Uh, 
I think what's also interesting is like the games that the mayor of Toxin lists off, right? Talking about these games reinvented or outright created their respective genres. I feel like the only one on here that probably created its genre might have been Mario 64. And I don't even know if there might have been a three platform or a few before that too. Like I, I, it's hard for me to think of, but um, Mario 64, I'd give that too. Yeah, but like Halo Combat Evolved, they were first-person shooters before that, right? Like Halo Combat Evolved definitely innovated on that. Same with Call of Duty 4, definitely innovated on you that. You think, you would you sit there and go like GoldenEye 64 is what yeah. created the console first-person The shooter? console first-person shooter. But even shooter. that is aping and learning from stuff that's happening. Exactly, and I look at Fortnite, and PUBG was before Fortnite, right? And like, of course. there were other uh, Battle Royale games before PUBG as well. So I think if you wanted to predict it, you would look at what are the genres right now that are just flourishing that are just rising to the surface in terms of niche audiences or cult audiences and what what big triple a publisher or developer is going to look at that and go all right how do we take this and take it to the next level i feel like usually that's how that that's how that goes um and so maybe i don't know man maybe there is i, was gonna, I don't know man i was gonna say like the 41 asymmetrical multiplayer game like well maybe there, maybe there's like a developer out there well, that's like, spirits unleashed already did that oh you're right yeah you're right you're right you're right now, maybe there's a developer out there that's like, yo, what if you took this and made the best version of this ever? Sure. Maybe and one of these uh, PlayStation games and services they keep talking about. I mean, honestly, I know, and I say this without joking, right? Last of Factions. <laughs> if Last of Factions lives up to what I think some of its potential could be in terms of it being a live service multiplayer game, uh, you know, where you are in this living, breathing world playing with your, playing with your friends, if they take the Naughty Dog, um, like narrative potential and infuse that in there i do think that could be something special and maybe that kicks something off in terms of where narrative can go uh, in, a, in a game like that but again that's a long shot right like sure. i don't like you said these are really difficult to, pr to predict and it's really hard to make something that people look back on years and years later and go oh damn this changed everything changed the game uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask you watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and of course youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up uh, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening to podcast services around the globe. Today, Mikey O is our only correction and says IO's bond title was announced November 19th, 2020. I would no have gotten way. that so wrong. He's got a he's got a Gamatsu article here. No way. So before Hitman Three came out, like a year before Hitman Three, eh, a couple months. Hitman Three was January that year. No, twenty twenty. Like twenty twenty one was Hitman Three. No, wait. I mean, yeah, I got he that just wrong. said November twenty twenty. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So a couple months before Hitman Three came out. Oh, Hitman Three came out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. January twenty twenty one. Maybe Can you say all those words again for me, please? <laughs> Hitman 3 came out on January 20th, 2021. Uh-huh. Barrett said that they announced this 007 game a few months before that, which is true, oh, November 19th, okay. 2020. Gotcha. I totally heard a different thing. That's my bad. It's, it happens to everybody. Don't worry about it. Thank you very much for your correction. And then all of us having to correct each other on whatever the hell I just got said. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about. If you like that, be part of the show at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Support the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can watch us record the games cast live today, where we'll be doing our category awards for games of the year. Not the game of the year. No, game of the year, next week, it's live, Monday, 10 a.m. Don't Dying miss it. Like 2 1. Dying Light like 2 1, apparently. But the way he says it makes me know it didn't win, which sucks. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you put on your list. You put on your list. You put. I mean, do you really want to know? Yeah, really want to know. I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. And just because I say one game that maybe it's on the the top ten, you know, don't, 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 don't. We all remember that final boss battle sucked. Yeah. All right. Don't even do it to me. Don't even make me do it. Of course, you might said the right. You know, correct when wrong and do thing. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Get it on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, please like, subscribe, share, leave a review if you are an audio listener. Put the stars on your Spotify. Uh, leave a little Apple iTunes review. It helps us out quite a bit in getting the show to new people. Uh, the rest of your week looks like this. Tomorrow, it's Blessing and Me. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. If you are watching live right now after this, it's the Dark Pictures, the Devil and Me with Mike, Nick, and Andy. Uh, if you're not watching live on one of the live platforms, of course, you can get that later. YouTube.com slash games and watch them hang out and have fun. For now, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>